Welcome to Dear So-and-So, a phone call between friends where we offer up advice that no one has asked us for. As always, we'll read some of our favorite advice column questions and give our unsolicited opinions. Not as always, though. <laughs> <laughs> Not true, true, true. as always. I know. This intro really does need <laughs> a little a little bit of work. Welcome to Dear So-and-So, a phone call between friends where we opera where we offer up advice that someone has asked us for. As always, we'll read some of our favorite advice column questions, some write-ins, and give our solicited opinions. Because you asked for them. Yeah. This show is dedicated to you, callers, who yeah. asked us silly, silly ladies to <laughs> weigh in on some on some stuff. And, and we are excited. We that are. is Steph Karp over there. Hi, I'm Steph Karp. And I'm Alyssa Bloomstein, and this is Dear So-and-So. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I, um, every time we receive a write-in, I'm filled with excitement. Mm -hmm. Even if I read it and feel filled with no advice. And dread sometimes, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes panic, um, but always excitement. Okay. Should I read you B-Ball Chica? B-Ball Chica. Okay, B-Ball Chica wrote us um, this. Dear so-and-so, whenever I'm sick, my biggest fear isn't the illness or that I'm going to die. It is telling my mom. Mm. She, she tends to overreact and immediately goes into panic mode. She never lets me go to the doctor's office alone. She says, look around at all the other children in the waiting room. Their parents are there with them. To which I politely point out that their parents drove them there because they are all children under the age of 15. <laughs> I am basically 30. I'm 30. I'm 30, 30. As you can Ugh. imagine... <laughs> As you can imagine, I hate that. I hate it too. I'm sorry. I said. As you can imagine, though, it's only worse if you add dirty as well. Oh, dirty, 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 yeah, flirty, dirty, yeah, flirty, dirty, thirty. Basically, they're basically flirty, dirty, thirty. Yeah. Um, sitting in the waiting room with all these children under the age of fifteen and their parents. Filthy. As you just like, ugh, yeah, just cleavage everywhere. Just you know, reading, you know, just like scandalizing smut. Just, yeah, yeah, just all the stuff. Um, Okay. As you can imagine, this is very embarrassing. Doctors are either confused or find it hilarious, especially when my mom drags my grumbling dad with us as well. And we all go into the exam room together. Mm -hmm. This is like a little hard to believe, but here comes some evidence that it's true. Mm -hmm. One doctor, Dr. came into the room with me and both my parents waiting, mimed looking under the exam table and asked, anyone else in here? Oh my God. She also never lets me tell the doctor what is wrong. She jumps in and does all the talking. This inevitably leads to us crying and fighting in the CVS parking lot. Basically, my question is, am I crazy or is she? And what advice do you have for getting them to stop? Moving 3,000 miles away didn't help, so I'm at a loss. <laughs> B-ball chica. Don't tell your mom every time you're sick. Yeah, just don't. Just it's. It sounds <laughs> like my, my guess about your mom is that she is probably an amazing support and ally to have there if you are mm-hmm. sick or are facing challenging health problems and that it is like wildly valuable to have somebody there if if you are in a health crisis yeah um, you you need need, an advocate yeah yeah. but it doesn't sound like you're having a health (laughs) crisis at the moment um it sounds like perhaps that it would be to your best interest to not mention when you are sick to your mom 
Yeah, you know, it might be worth explaining to mom that, like, you actually need practice telling, talking to doctors. Like, oh, for sure, advocating for yourself. Yeah, my mom is a nurse. I rely on her expertise frequently. I, you know, she, as a child, um, she was great. But also at a certain age, she was like, you make an appointment with your doctor. At like the yep. age of 15, like she was like, you make an appointment with your it's doctor. It's your turn. It's your turn. It's your time. And I was yeah. like so terrified of the system. Like it's confusing, oh, yeah. right? Like it's yeah, like. Yeah, for sure. Um, I get that. So, you know, I, you're dirty, flirty, 30. Like you're probably not cowed by the system, but it, you probably do need some experience like negotiating things with doctors, learning how to ask questions. You really do have to be assertive and ask questions with doctors. You need practice doing that. So if you want me to call mom, I'll tell her. But I think you Mm -hmm. also could tell mom. Yeah. I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, right. There's two sides of this. You can just not tell mom when you're sick. Or you can also explain that, like, right, you think that she's an incredible ally and you're so happy that she's around when you need this, you know, real support. But that a lot of the time, yeah, you... It is, it is not necessary, yeah. but to make sure that she knows like when, when it feels like you would need her there to advocate for you or just like move farther. Yeah, there's right, right, right. places there's... in the world than oh, 3,000 yeah. miles. You've right? just moved across the country. You could go to another hemisphere. Australia. Yeah. Just go there. Just go there. Your mom probably won't do it. I'm sorry that you fight and cry in the CVS parking lot, but I love it as a scene. Like, and I love it as, um, it feels like very much like it's in a Judd Apatow produced TV show (laughs) to me. Um, I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For submitting. Thank you. Great question. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. 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 Okay. This is signed loving Luddite. I have little interest in tech, but my teenage daughter seems to find it fascinating. I don't know all the programs and games that she mentions, and she seems to think it's ridiculous that I'm not interested in knowing more. I've been shrugging it off, but I'm beginning to feel really annoyed at her. I'm worried that her negativity is going to impact my relationship with her. What can I do? Loving Luddite. Love this. Yeah. I. This is the first time, I have to say, this is the first time that I have felt really unequipped to answer this question I don't and I don't know exactly what's going on Um, because you're bad at tech because because you're the well yeah I also am a loving Luddite and and so I get it I think it's that read the sentence like I'm worried that her negativity is going to impact my relationship with her and I'm like huh like does it like I um I guess maybe I just don't know I don't understand what they mean I think it can become grating, or this is, mm-hmm. at least this is how I read it. It is so grating when you have a friend or a family member who is yeah. constantly making fun of you or putting you down right. for something. Like, it's, like, funny a couple times, right? right, right? right. Okay. And then when you just have that friend that, like, does it over and over again, yeah. you're like, who cares? Uh, this joke enough. is played yeah. out. And I think that happens a lot in yeah. family relationships. You're right. Listen, interacting with teenagers is just like a wild, weird yeah. world that I that I I'm don't like understand actually, <laughs> Exactly. That I'm like actually not really sure. Yeah, I'm like, why uh, did you ask us? Right. Why did you have a teenager? Why did well, you birth indeed. a child that was and then, fully like, have, them... have a baby and then put them in <laughs> and... like a box until they were dirty, 30, flirty, yeah, flirty, dirty, 30. 30 and flirty. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Teenagers 
are figuring out their way through the world and finding value in weird shit as part of like a social structure right, like that like them, is incomprehensible yeah. like we will to never even understand. think about yeah. right 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 like the weird social structure that is happening in a high school like for a moment understand that like some of the making fun may come from like this external pressure yeah. of what it means to be 15 years old and wearing the clothes you're wearing in the body that you have owning the tech that you you have yeah. so that's one thing i'm seeing one more thing in this that might be mm. relevant which is that like um you know okay so they say daughter seems to think it's ridiculous that i'm not interested in knowing more i get that you sort of don't want to hear them talk endlessly on and on about like pokemon go or about like tiktok or something like that you're just sure. like literally not your interested phone, in those apps, apps blah, blah, blah. but right. you may still want to engage your daughter because very they good point. care and so the way that yeah. you can engage them is not by asking more about tiktok literally but by asking them why they care about it using it to like understand understand like, them there's other questions that aren't like explain this to me you know and i and i understand and the um perhaps the that like first uh inclination to be dismissive yeah. of of modern tech and and there's nothing wrong with that but i also don't think well maybe there are some things wrong with that i shouldn't say um i i also like understand that feeling of like ugh i'm not interested in engaging with this app i'm not blah 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 yeah. but there also is value in investigating to see if maybe you are right. interested <laughs> like maybe you don't know and that does yeah. not mean you have to necessarily spend any ugh, time on invest your time yeah. in that I get it you probably have yeah. a fuck ton to do yeah. raising a teenager and I think your kid is like knows how to explain how to use it to you like I mm -hmm. think your kid probably jumps right to like ugh, mom you don't know how to make a video like you don't know how to whatever right. and they want to explain it to you but you have to actually like engaged like you have to come up with better questions less boring yeah, questions yeah, yeah. and like yeah. use it as a way to understand your child better sure yeah Oh, my God. This one's from Chaz. Okay. Dear so-and-so, is it mm -hmm. wrong to despise road bikers, a.k.a. cyclists, because I envy their abundant leisure time? Sign Chaz. Sign Chaz. That's um, it. So... I don't want to be necessarily like nitpicky on language, but my initial feeling upon hearing that is that the word despise um, <laughs> is 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 incredibly strong. But again, like you don't know if you talk to this person, if you say, do you actually despise them? If they'll right. be like, ugh, no. No, I just envy, I just envy their abundant leisure time. Yes, you it, know? Yeah. exactly. So like, like envy, it feels so, so, so different than despise. And I'm yeah. happy. Having trouble like uh, finding a space where those two words. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? I where totally those, do. Like I'm yeah. like, do you despise them or do you envy do them? You envy because them? Yeah. my feeling is despising them is like is wrong and dangerous. So like my initial kind of reaction to the word despise is like, no, it's there's like never anything okay about like truly truly despising somebody out doing a leisure activity just because you but, have to share the road with them yeah. right just right. because you have to share the road but man oh man it is definitely fine to envy somebody Ugh. like it is it is potentially not a great emotion to live with as we've discussed like there are there have been times in my life and uh your life and people you know where you're like at work and you're like just looking out and you're like wow there's so many people just chilling 
here in this park on a Tuesday. Right. What, like, like, as I mentioned to you before, a friend who used to talk about looking out of his office that overlooked Herald Square at like 1 p.m., 3 p.m., and just being like, how? Yeah. <laughs> Also, How? like, yoga studios full of people for a 10 a.m. class. Like, just, like, all, like, just, oh, my God, all all kinds of times where I'm just, like, where do these people come from? What are they doing? Right, right, right. Totally. We, we can never know. Maybe they work, work evening nights. jobs. <laughs> exactly. Right. Maybe they work I nights. will say Who I'm one of those people out at 1 p.m., but man, oh, man, then I also work till 1 a.m. And do have a feeling of jealousy or envy, I suppose, of people who get to get out of work and, like, go to dinner with their friends yeah. and, like, go out to a bar. I never do that. Yeah. Like, I you're am like, the bar. These people? You're, yeah, you're coming yeah. to me. I am literally at work waiting on people at 8 p.m. Yeah. with a sense of, like, how are you free? Yeah. What's your what's, what's your, your daytime work hours that God. you get to be here with seven of your friends? Seven Ugh. friends? A reservation for eight people? You know, though, when you're like, whoa, you have a lot of friends. Oh, wow. yeah. It's a is big it birthday someone's party. Birthday? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh totally. Like that is a large reservation. Wow. Um uh, but yeah. yeah, so so I do understand that I I don't feel comfortable like ever on the road with like anyone feeling like a deep feeling of despise or hate only because like we've created a bad system in a lot of our cities, uh, especially in the U.S. where we like we favor drivers in places where people are often and potentially more often getting around on foot or by by bike. We have like created these roads that like haven't uh, been designed properly with space for everybody, which means that we have to have empathy and allowance for people on our streets, regardless where we are, uh, for people getting from point A to B. Because seeing people with road rage like is so fucking disturbing. Like I'm like, what are you fucking so angry about? behind the the wheel of your killing machine right like, <laughs> like what are yeah like yeah. like who yeah this right de-escalate this, like, de-escalate, de-escalate now did you know that i uh developed road rage in san francisco and i got a ticket and took a class and um <gasps> matt knew that i had road rage he had seen it happen but i only wow. knew after i took the class and i was like matt i think i have road rage and he was so- like no shit Tell me a little bit more. You got a ticket. I'm, I'm curious about what the class was. I got a speeding ticket. One of the ways okay. that you can um, uh, expunge a speeding ticket from your record in California is by doing a driving class. And okay. you do it from the comfort of your home and you do it online. And okay. the class is, well, it's like a test sort of, but it's like mm-hmm. you watch like little videos and then you take these little tests or whatever. And a mm-hmm. lot of it is just educating people about road rage because wow. I think like me, a lot of people don't realize that they are dangerous and that what they're experiencing is road rage. Like, And, and I think just the, just having it reflected back to me as road rage was like, oh God, I hate like in my mind, someone with road rage is male, forty-five, drives oh, right. a sports you car. Never you know saw what I mean? Like I didn't as yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so you have car privilege. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like you do. You have car privilege. You have right. the privilege of this big machine with right. like lots of road dedicated to you over <laughs> people who are trying to share that road that right. you know have less privilege than you. Right. 
Yeah, and that doesn't mean you should like f- that you have to feel guilty, right? Or that you should feel bad every you time. You should just but recognize that you have carpet lunch. <laughs> yeah. And like, and then within that, behave accordingly. Right. So I don't know that we, you know, that necessarily touches on, to be clear, a single thing that, that this caller this, is saying. What's amazing about this question <laughs> is that it's elegantly short. And for that, I really <laughs> right. respect it. Like I, it right, contains right, right. so much in this one sentence. I'm picturing this person who's like at the end of their rope with their kids they've had a long day they're like driving home and then they see these people who i have experienced in the bay area as road bikers are usually um retired billionaires at 50 wearing sponsored jerseys and riding ten thousand dollar bikes so it's like i see where they're coming from (laughs) and i think like uh don't despise them you know, yeah, don't despise them, but like, you know, be safe, feel, everyone be feel, safe. yeah, be safe. Don't despise, like, <laughs> envy feel free them. to envy, envy their abundant leisure time. <laughs> yeah. But I guess like the, the reminder is like, ugh, there's, there's so many people out there to envy. Th- that emotion of jealousy is real and fine, but yeah. I don't know if it's like useful. Yeah. If you feel that your jealousy is powering you in a positive or rad way, then like if, if you feel that jealousy or that envy also like powers you to like fight for the have nots, then like rock and roll. Like, but, but if it just. Usually what happens with envy <laughs> is that as soon as you get the privileges that the person you envy has, you immediately are defensive about about those privileges yeah, like if as soon as you possible. had enough leisure time to go road biking you would be like yeah I mean keep the roads safe for me so this is signed missing my workout earlier this year the owner of the studio where I used to take fitness classes moved into the apartment next door to mine he's a broy d-list celebrity and very loud <clears throat> he slams doors plays loud music all day, and plays gunfire video games, World of Warfare, question mark, in the middle of the night. We complained about this to management, and they spoke to him, so we know he knows we can hear him, and it bothers us, but it's barely improved. During COVID, the fitness studio has been closed, and he's been teaching classes from from his apartment. Mm -hmm. He does this all day, every day. Mm -hmm. My fiancé truly hates him, and I'm not much of a fan either, but I love the workouts (laughs) they are a unique blend of boxing cardio and weights and just what my body craves i i also have a package of classes already purchased from the studio and it's right around the corner from where i live my fiance doesn't want me to go back when the studio opens and give business to the guy even if i do a class with a different instructor nor does he want me to do classes virtually should i respect my fiance's wishes or can i finish my classes i've already bought when the studio reopens continue to enjoy them and take virtual classes in the meantime signed missing my workout <clears throat> thank you so much missing my thank workout you, for writing in yeah thank this you, is thank you thank you caller it's a wonderful question it really is i think what it raises for me okay so as i understand it yes. um this this guy sucks he owns a workout <laughs> studio that rules and um they know that just is, sort of like awesome yeah that is an accurate right? detail and they just know a little bit too much about him personally to like uh, you know yeah, yeah, like yeah. it just sort of ruins the whole fucking experience yeah. about it r- totally rocking and ruling yes. um so <laughs> i guess like it this sort of kind of depends on like where you think 
your endorsement lies? Like, is mm-hmm. it in your, is it in bodies in classrooms or is it in dollars in pockets? Right. Right. Because like you, sw- <laughs> it's a sunk cost on the one Accurate. hand, like yeah. you paid for the classes. You might as well get the value out of those classes instead of just letting this guy walk off with your money for free. Right? I, I do agree with that one. I, I like if, if those classes are already purchased, my goodness, like just yeah. use them. Oh my yeah. goodness. This is like the like kind of I feel like one of the ultimate problems about when you like learn a little Ugh. bit too much about Ugh. like individuals that that run yep. things or own things that you're yep. interested in. Obviously, there's something to be said for when you learn that the owner of this organization is whatever vehemently anti-female or anti-gay rights. You know, there's plenty to say about, you know, boycotting places that politically are donating a huge deal of their profits. Yeah, to... and you're like, actually making you money is against my interests, so no right, thank Right, right, right. But whatever, that question isn't isn't here at all. But this is like one of the, uh, yeah, more unfortunate things about when you... Just like, know a little too much. When you know a little you bit know, too yeah. much. <laughs> Right, you just like love that Pilates studio, but then you like right. talk with the owner too many times. They have like weird new age views, or yes. like they have, you know, just something is weird. I mean, right, right, right. yeah. The thing is, like, I'm probably personally never going to be friends with someone that owes a, owns a workout studio. Right. Like, they're just not my people. Like, we're probably right. not going to be friends. I do, you know, maybe, maybe. Uh, I might join a workout studio at some point though, because like I have a body and I need. Like, I think it's sort of like. You're going to have to interact with people in the world that aren't your people. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit of like, where do you draw a boundary? Where is a useful boundary, I guess? Yep. Like, where is, um, where does it sort of make sense to withdraw support? Well, then also part of part of this question is also on like the, not not boundary, but, but on your existing relationship with your fiance yeah, here, man. right? Is about Something like- smells fishy here. <laughs> To what extent do you oh you know, your partner res- yeah, something re- yeah, yeah ex- exactly like and and there is validity in that question as well right I think like if your finances are combined there's even more you know but <laughs> right? I, so so for the, this is true yeah. this is um, one reason that my husband and I have a joint account into which we put a percentage of our income and then we yeah. each have personal accounts. <laughs> So which you, you know, use which on I use fitness studios that are owned by broy D-list celebrities that are very loud. In any marriage, I think like you need these freedoms, you need these spaces, and one of the one of the little freedoms you need is financial. Like you mm-hmm. just need to be able sometimes to like go buy a thing and not ask them. Sometimes you just you know like I know you the just problem need that. with <laughs> not continuing classes with him is it does not in any way stop him from playing gunfire video games yeah. doing virtual fitness classes right. from his apartment like there's always that desire that like my behavior my individual behavior is gonna like make an impact Ugh. on but in this case it like it is not it is and not ha- yeah it <laughs> well really actually is- in most cases like you're putting your finger on like sort of one of the big scams that we've been sold which is I that know. like democracy now works by like your vote is your purchasing power yeah. like actually no really like like sort of if you're like really really organized you know like yeah um you know i i support all the folks who are boycotting goya right now for example like Absolutely. it's not that boycotts don't work it's just that like that's not the only uh, 
it's not the only way. <laughs> we really have gone off track on we have. Like some I'm sort sorry. of political rant. And then I'm like, oh, right, you live Whoops. next to a douchebag. I'm seeing right. I- the larger issue. I think that when you experience noise disturbance um, and your cortisol levels are jacked and it messes you up. Yeah, yeah. And your yeah. adrenaline gets jacked. You There is this feeling of being so out of control. Have I ever told you that my first apartment in San Francisco was next to the fire department? Like literally like next to it. So I lived in the corner room and Mm -hmm. that corner faced the fire trucks. It's so hard. It's so, so, so hard. Yeah. I was out of my mind for a year. Like I had no idea how out of my mind I was until Mm -hmm. I moved and slept for a full night and was like, whoa, I've been ill. I have been angry. I have been like not smart. Like I've Mm -hmm. been like... Um, my skin was fucked up. Like just, yep. oh God, it's really it's bad. Super interesting. I think that my, that the, the uh, position I'm taking seems like the unpopular one. Right. You start to come off as like a little bit of a grump and a grouch. But in reality, noise pollution is proven yeah. to be a disturbance. Noise pollution is just something that feels so intensely out of your control and I understand the desire to assert control by not attending this guy's workout <laughs> class those two things aren't really connected they are not connected yeah. but but I fully understand that feeling my like hard you're living in a city advice is to like investigate what your rights are there's just yeah. like a shit ton of information on the books about about noise. your rights N- yeah, as, as renters neighbors, owners yeah, like, co-op like totally yeah. when you live in a dense urban area um they have everyone has thought of all of the <laughs> yes. problems neighbors can have yeah like um, someone has had this problem before you but with even <laughs> wackier details and like i'm excited and then for a you city to go ordinance out there. was written to yes. address it exactly i mean also if caller is a regular at this studio i mean they probably have a relationship. It also seems like you might like want to have a tiny confrontation. Just like, yeah. hey man, like, oh man, what a great workout. Dude, I got to talk to you. Like this COVID's been really hard for us. We're spending so much more time inside. Like, is there any way we can work out some quiet hours or something? Like, That's it's, a really good point. And actually right? like maybe something incredibly valid to argue and continuing to support this guy's business is that like- So that you can open communication channels. Right, the yeah. more close you are and- and yeah. friendly you are with your neighbor, the more apt they are to um, like listen to your complaints. I just I do think still though that really what fiance is concerned about is they just don't like this person and don't oh, yeah, want to play sucks. for their team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like that's uh, that's just so. I wonder if that's always been a thing. I mean, I imagine in like you know uh, smaller communities, mm-hmm. you know, you sort of like maybe it was easier to know more about the people in your community. And so like you could have more uh, control over who you supported, but also I bet you depended on each other more. So I bet yep. you also like interacted with their businesses just because you had to. Yep. And I wonder like how They're much... the only cobbler in town. Exactly. And I kind of wonder like how, like, cause I think th- I feel this all the time. Like I just wonder how much, um, like we are fed a lot of, we are we are fed very curated, very logarithmed media that mm-hmm. um, kind of reinforces sort of like our people, our mm-hmm. tastes, our sure. whatever. And it 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 
can have this effect where like encountering someone in the world that doesn't fit into your sort of like demographic or whatever, or like political leaning can feel so offensive to you. Like it can Mm -hmm. just feel like, Oh, get out of my space. I'm so used to being in a space that I don't have to share with people like you. Mm -hmm. And like, sure. Bummer because (laughs) the world is full of lots of different kinds of people. Right, Um, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Let me just say I have, I, uh, was brushing my teeth and I got an email mo- notification that uh, we had received a write-in. Uh-huh. And then I looked and it was from Steph. Yeah. Like, Steph, Steph, you've written into your own show. I wrote it to me, though. To you Alyssa. Wrote it to me. I didn't write like, your own so I wrote, Dear Alyssa, I so have a this problem. one is specifically directed at me. I have a question for you. Since you're directing this and it's usually two people giving advice, should I see if Mona wants to come in <gasps> yeah. to give advice on this? Please, Let's see if I need around. Mona's Hold advice. On <laughs> Mona, will you be on the show for a minute? Will you come up? Yes. We are both on. Hey, Mona. Thanks for coming. I've got a problem. Steph okay. has literally written into the show. I wrote into like the show. It says, it says name, Steph. Yes, it's me. It says email address, my email address. And then in the body of it, it says, dear Alyssa and Mona. Um, it doesn't say that. It just says, dear Alyssa. But I, I realized later, like, I messed up. And it also needs to include you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm flattered, but you may be disappointed. I don't think so. I think you're going to have some ideas here. Um, all right. Okay. So this is the problem. Okay. My husband loves Caesar salad. I think it's fine. I saved the recipe for Caesar dressing on the New York Times cooking app, thinking sometime I'll make this for my husband. That'll be a nice treat. Well, I had no idea how much dressing that recipe makes. My husband was looking through our New York Times recipe box yesterday, found it, insisted we make the dressing right then and there, and now we have one full pound of Caesar salad dressing. Mona and Alyssa, (laughs) what should I do? Oh my God. Yeah. Well, what the first things first, Mona has a lot of feelings about the New York Times <laughs> recipe. Let's app. talk yes. about it. That's important. Well, you have to pay for it. No, Steph, no, she pays I for do, it. Like, I pay for like, it. Like $7 a month or something. I thought it was ridiculous. like five. Well, maybe five. <laughs> Either way, what a ridiculous way for the New York. Well, I know why they did it. They're making they make really money. good money off They're of it. They're making money and they're losing money on news. They are, yeah. The I, only way to succeed as a major newspaper I, now is to be a cooking website. Yeah, I, I see it as like, part of your heart. I mean, I, and by the way, Steph, I have a really good recipe <gasps> that hardly calls for anything that creates the dressing. Okay. Because you put in an egg yeah, oh, into okay. it. But it's wait, a, what are you saying? She shouldn't have made this right. recipe? Yeah, so you have I, a better recipe. I'd be, I'd be very curious what this recipe uh, is oh, for it Caesar was salad that so made much. so much. It was like, it was like they have you make the aioli, which, which produces like a cup of mayonnaise, basically, right? Yeah. Then yeah, you yeah, put yeah. in an entire tin of anchovies. So like... Not an entire tin. They say eight fillets, but that's basically an entire tin. So that's like yeah. half a cup of anchovies. And then they have you put in basically a cup of Parmesan. It's like too much. Like it's so much. Um, how much? How I'm, about if you freeze some of it? I think. Can I ask a sim- simple question? Uh-huh. Of course. Did you go online and look up uses of uh, 
Caesar salad dressing. Or did you immediately panic and write <laughs> into panicked. this show? Well, here's what was going on. We were about to record. We I knew we were recording a special episode of Caller Only Questions. I was fixing <laughs> myself a Caesar salad because I literally am going to have to eat it for every meal to even like make a dent in the thing. <laughs> I was fixing myself a Caesar salad and I just thought, you know what this calls for? Like, we're about to record. I'm just going to submit it. Let's see what happens. So I did yeah. not take a moment to look up things on the internet. You, you both, I know, are wonderful cooks and I just thought bullshit oh. I, know, but I know you both cook a lot G- you know and we I thought only and you're creative started people. cooking you we only started cooking more be- during the pandemic and you are not the only person who, who thinks that you that guys are chefs because <laughs> I have mentioned to people that we made pickled salmon yeah. and for some reason the second you open the pickled salmon door people are like oh they think how interesting right. people yeah. are like oh I have some questions about like the best way to make blah 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 and I'm like I pickled salmon. I put salmon in <laughs> vinegar. Like, and it was bad. It was bad. Okay. Oh, that oh no, yeah, I'm so true. sorry to hear but that about your salmon. Let, 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 me, <laughs> let me say one thing, and I always say this to people. I can cook because I know how to read. Right. A recipe. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not creative. <laughs> okay. I'm not there. There. I have friends who, you know, oh, oh, right. I, I oh, just I'll put do. it together. I do this. No, I'm not. Yeah. But I know how to read a recipe, and I well, can follow. Well, my question for you, Steph, is: Do you not know how to read a recipe? Oh no, like, no, no, did no, you no. not know that this was going to produce a pa- like? It seems I mean, like you're surprised by the amount. Usually, I, at the I, top I, of a recipe, mm. it says like seven servings, okay, two servings, listen, twenty I'm servings. I'm not surprised. I just I put it absentmindedly in the recipe box, right? Like Got I was it. like, oh right, Understood. Matt loves Caesar salads. Like this might be a fun thing for us to cook sometime. Absentmindedly put it in the recipe box, right? Matt's going through it, looks through the thing. He's so excited he's like right? so yeah. excited he's like let's make it today i was like do we have all the things on the list he was like indeed we do have a tin of anchovies indeed we do have blah 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 and i was like okay mm-hmm. well i guess we can make it so we're like already this is what we're eating for dinner at six o'clock like it's happening mm-hmm. you know like we're mm-hmm. we're sort of like up against the clock here and then i'm like oh god you know like a <laughs> third three quarters of a cup of oil fuck okay and then i'm like oh jesus right, christ all of a sudden like you're, one you're, cup, like, right, you're putting live. together yeah. the pieces exactly. and realizing like, like something oh, no, bad this... is happening <laughs> i i think that this is a very minor problem true and i think i think you'll be fine <laughs> I, think, I do think i'll get through this i do yeah, yeah I, do. I think you'll get through it with a smile on your face <laughs> that's yeah. right all right did i help you you did help me a lot you helped me you know, move through this difficult and awkward moment i i i hope this is the most difficult and awkward moment you have in your life yeah right that would be my wish for you thank you is is that that this is the worst of it okay guys all right enough we're done we've answered enough questions yep that's all the advice I've got to give for this week. Yep, this week which is means over. We'll be back next week. Mm-hmm. Our theme music is by Busy Hemphill. You can find us online, and you should find us online at dearsoandso.pizza, where, like all of these beautiful write ins, you can write in your own question, submit feedback, submit your thoughts. We love receiving that. We'll take it seriously, man. We'll take all of your complaints, thoughts, feelings, and questions. With great well, seriousness. Well, not Steve's, mo- but, you know. <laughs> mostly, mostly seriously. Mostly seriously. <laughs> As always, this is Dear So-and-So. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Carp. Thank you, thank you. Bye. Bye.